I, Somnium Files, is getting like a sequel so soon. I know. It's a cool way to announce it, too. Uh, well, how did you find that? Uh, that's a good question. I think I was just on Twitter. Okay. Um, and I... You know, I don't know how I don't know how I found it. Um, I think I was on the porcelain throne at work, and I was like, "Well, this is pretty cool." I don't know, like, what, what where I found it, but then I, you know, immediately sent it to you, dude. Yeah, um, I uh, I think that it found you in that case, right? It's 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 psychic, essentially. It knows that that's what you would want to see, and it found its way to you. Uh, I think that's just AI. Exactly. Exactly. Right, like targeted ads, that kind of stuff. So I don't know if it's fate or some kind of uh, Mike overlord. Um, yes, I think that we're pretty much it. there. Yeah the the way that this game ends uh, brings us, I think, back to our discussion from last time about uh, we were talking about whether these kids have some additional powers, right? Something special about the ones yes. who can see vanilla. And it turns out that, yeah, sure enough, there is definitely something different about a few of these kids. Um, namely, that they are robots and versions <laughs> of, they're versions of yes. Mike, essentially, right? So so the, the AI that well, you can, yeah, go ahead. Well, okay, Pochi. Yeah. Um, was he a version of, of Mike? He was made I, by Mike, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. is autonomous, I think. Right. He, yeah, he kind of is doing his own thing. Uh, but he essentially, he kind of admits that he's basically been doing what Mike wanted him to do, right? By like getting everyone to go on this journey and unlock their powers, right? And awaken themselves. Uh He's, he's preparing them to fight against Mike where Mike thinks that he's preparing them to be shepherds is the term they use, right? So right. it's, yeah, the same kind of lead up, but a different outcome, uh, a different end point for them, uh, which is interesting. Yes. Do you, do you get to say yes or no at some point? To this like do you want to be shepherds question doesn't it actually give you that option uh it does give you that option i said no i yeah. think in my playthrough yeah um I, yeah i don't know what happens if you say yes i think that's yeah that's one of I, the things i didn't try yet <laughs> well i yeah i mean this game i don't think has quite the replayability of some of the other games that we've played um like i somnium for yeah. instance if you go back and yeah. find all the different paths yeah but yeah uh, especially so the 999 to me, I, I, I've, well yeah i finished the game and i was just like okay i'm satisfied like yeah i'm not blown away i don't need to learn any more of the lore like it's just like okay it was a self-contained story um you know, AI takes something to its like extreme limits and then like human intervention. And it's like, oh, like the true meaning of being a human is like having emotion. <laughs> um, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, like, 
I think after this game, that's kind of why I'm like taking a break. I don't want to play like any more near games. I don't want to play any more of these kind of uh, <laughs> robot AI, like trying to figure out the meaning of humans. And it's like, again, emotion is like conflict, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, well, this one is, is a much softer landing, like ending, I feel like, than, than a near or some uh, near automata did. Um, although it's not that different really if you if you're sort of like peeling back what what is actually there um yeah the the essentials of it have to do with the feelings that you experience playing the game i think um this game does that really directly because at a certain point you learn that you are uh you know in control of pochi uh, just right. like he's in control of Rachel. Uh, so <laughs> it's like, exactly. yeah. there's these like, uh, yeah, like these nested layers of, uh, of your involvement in the game. And then Pochi like starts talking to you directly uh, at that point. Um, I thought yes. that was a weird, they just kind of threw that in there. <laughs> I thought it's kind of a weird uh, reveal. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I always enjoyed though when it, the game kind of talks to me yeah. even when it's kind of like cheesy and, and ham-fisted like this is like i, I remember ghost trick oh, at yeah. like one point um if if you like fail to stop it was named sissel yeah that sounds right uh he he like turns to you and looks at you at the camera and is like hey you like i know you're like watching me like stop trying to like screw up my plans and like i don't know i was really taken aback at that and i, and I like it whenever a video game character is trying to break that fourth wall and like talk directly to me yeah um i thought they could which, have set it know, up a little bit better in this way it, it's it really is kind of out of the blue where maybe they could have done more to to just um sort of like plant that that seed a little sooner uh but I don't know. It was okay. I was okay with it. Um, I like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go on. No, I was just. I. I. I mean, I like how Pochi uh, is, you know, constantly playing his handheld game, uh, and so that makes that. That's the one thing I guess that made me think that there was something like this going on, um, having that character in the game playing a game all along. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he's he's not the one and who then, discovers of this. Of course, Rachel. Right, and, and and Rachel is like you know, the the character. He's a silent protagonist, like in a real world experience. Um, yeah. He like doesn't talk at all. Like everyone's just like, hey, like why don't we just hang out, Rachel? Yeah. Um, and it turns out that he's a, a robot. Um, exactly. Being controlled by Pochi, so. It, it, yeah, I mean, I think it really does kind of like break that that fourth wall, yeah, like very well. Um, I thought that was an interesting point of the game when when I was playing it. Yeah, um, it, well, it happens under well the the Rachel thing starts to unravel uh, when you're going back. At least for me, at least going back and finding other routes, um, and so like for me, it was underground. Uh, meeting the uh, older kid that they all look up to 
um, especially Kansai. Baseball coach. The baseball coach, exactly, yeah. And yeah. and so there's like this, um, yeah, this way that he explains how like losing emotions was kind of a blessing for him, right? Uh, he's like the first person that we meet who is defending what's happened without defending Mike as some kind of God or something like that. Um, yeah. He's, I think an interesting, uh, like older person voice that we get in this game, uh, where we don't really get very many, right. Aside from, um, again, the cult leader really, uh, and maybe Nyoro's father in all the flashbacks and things. Um, but I, I wondered about that, like the, the devil's advocate argument that he gives, right. That losing emotions is actually a good thing. Uh, the kids seem to reject that. And I think they're right to do so given what we see by the end. Um, but uh, maybe Aniki is one who sort of like understands where he's coming from a little bit. Uh, and I also thought it was funny that uh, our view of these kids is like so narrow, like we're always kind of zoomed in on them. So Aniki looks like he's really big compared to them. But then when we see like a grown up person on the screen with them, uh, Aniki is still, you know, he suddenly becomes just a kid again. Right. We can like, we can tell that he is still just, uh, I don't know what, like 12 or 13 or something like that. Um, so I thought that was a cool yeah, like, I, perspective I know, I, shift. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't recognize that when I was playing through the game, um, like the relative size yeah. um, of Anaki specifically. Um, so I, I have a question. So as I was playing through this game, and I'm sorry, just to kind of go back to my theories and now I can kind of explain what I thought it was. Okay. Like, I thought that Vanilla had, like, created some kind of simulation. Uh-huh. I know this sounds, like, really stupid, but she's like, oh, I'm a master, like, programmer. Um, I'm, like, this genius. And, like, the other students are like, eh, not really a genius. But, like, and then you, you, you see the reveal. Um, I don't think you saw it last time we played where she's kind of in that like tank yes being kept alive yes um and i don't know like one of the seasons of Yu-Gi-Oh had something like extremely similar to this <laughs> where it was like this guy's like creates like this digital world and like i don't know I, that's that's like where i thought the story was going for a while um and then, you know, the first people that you meet, I thought they were kind of like the faceless, like NPCs that you encounter, right? And that's why uh -huh. they have like A, B, C, and D, and they didn't really have characteristics aside from, you know, like striped faces and stuff like that. And then I think even when you go underground, like they're kind of basic. They're in hoods. Models. I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, it was kind of like, I, I thought it was like a game kind of like within the game it was kind of shocking to me i was like oh wait no the world really did kind of come to like an end and like the ai actually did kind of take over yeah. um 
So yeah. I, I didn't see it going in that direction. No, I yeah, I still don't fully understand. Uh, like, yeah, why, why does everybody listen to the uh, orders, the control of Mike? Right? It's like they have been, they've had their emotions stolen and shut off, um, and they have been told to like hide underground. Is that the idea that like everyone on earth has actually found a way to stay underground at all times and society like keeps going yeah. somehow? <laughs> really get that. Yeah. To me, that's why, that's why like it didn't make sense to me. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like this isn't real. Yeah. Um, I, I think when I was playing it, I was like, all right, fair enough. But yeah, it, like logistically, it just didn't make sense. Mm. Um, especially given like it'd be one thing if it was like not Earth and not what twenty five years ago mm-hmm. that this was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's kind of like realistic, like oh, people could be underground and they could have like these tunnels and everything. Um, it seemed my suspension of disbelief was like tested to the limits um, (laughs) finishing this game because i i really didn't like it it didn't make sense to me yeah yeah there's a number of things like that for me as well like uh the fact that we learned vanilla uh jumped in front of the bus to save everybody uh is did you pick up on like they try to say that that's what happened and like how she did that was to activate her power at the last minute and like jump out of her body. Uh, I didn't understand how her jumping in front of a bus that's heading for everybody stops the bus from hitting them also, right? Like if it's really going Uh, that fast, uh, how is she going to stop it? Um, uh, Right, and like her jumping in front of it's not gonna. I mean, that's just gonna force him to veer more, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. It didn't make sense. I don't know. Um, but whatever. Yeah, it's not a big deal. That part. Well, it kind of is, I guess. I I don't know. Like, see that part. That was the thing that I kept expecting there to be some bigger reason for it. You know, some plot. In, you know, I don't know twist there. Um, that um, Mike was somehow behind that because he had to get Vanilla out of the picture. I don't know. It, it, like, that it was just totally random didn't well, right. seem that satisfying to me. Um, well, because Vanilla has that special quality, right? Um, exactly. Where she kind of insulates her entire group by... And interpreting what I read correctly, like she was the one who kept them from like succumbing and like helped kind of like sway Pochi to their side, like because yeah. he was a spy. That uh, seems right. Yeah. And so, so like, yeah, it makes sense that like Mike would have wanted to kill her or you know done away with her. Um, so I just don't know. Then, yeah, why yeah, they didn't go that route. I I like your theory about the about the sort of simulation too, because it seems like that is the sort of thing that Mike is doing constantly. Right. Uh, 
sort of controlling people's minds, making them hallucinate various things. Um, he or it or whatever, like showed the kids um, a meteorite hitting Tokyo at the right. start of the game. But I don't, I don't know, like, I guess some of the enemies you fight are also just uh, sort of not really there. They're, they're illusions or something. So, yeah, that yeah. I don't know how that <laughs> um, kind of power isn't more, I don't know, uh, effective or something like that. That part of it, too, didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, yeah. So I think like the first few enemies that you encounter, they look kind of janky. Yeah. And like digital characters that a programmer might program and that's why like at first i'm like oh okay like this is like a, a crappy computer simulation and then like aren't you on like a a ship somewhere yes and you're like attacking and it looks like it's like a a crown like crayon like you know which you draw with yes uh like pirate or something like that and i'm like this is really suspending my disbelief. Like I have no idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the one of the fights with Pielope is in yeah. the yeah the hand drawn pirate form. Um, yeah, I didn't know quite what to make of that, and I kind of I kind of wish that the game yeah did more with that um, that whole like illusion generating power uh, that Mike seems to have. Uh, also, yeah. Where like, can I? Where does Yuki fit into this too? Like, she is the other aspect of Mike's personality that's running around out there. Um, she like escapes to be with the Go Getter Club kids. Like, yeah. When is she like the super ego? I don't know. Uh... Yeah, I have no idea. That made no sense to me. <laughs> Her isn't she the only one that you never actually play as as well? Like, if she has a control. power, yeah, we don't ever control her, do we? No. Yeah, I thought we that don't was control her. It seemed like a it seemed like a thing that should have been in the game and wasn't. Like it seemed again like a kind of conspicuous absence uh what that, that we control her yeah that she never she never awakens a power um she never does that sort of like you know part of the boss fight uh when you're you know running through all the different characters uh there at the end um yeah yeah she's like, why is she in the game? <laughs> I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah. So, if, if, if I recall correctly, Mike has like three personalities. That's what he says, yeah. And so Yuki's one. What are. And then one is PLOP. What are the other two? Oh, okay, two, okay. And, and then the third okay, is just like. Maybe the... like learn. Oh god! Don't even get me started on like that final boss fight where you have to like <laughs> run around in the concentric circles and like button mash and uh. Yeah, that was I pretty tiresome. It was like so tedious. 
and I, I wanted to give up so badly. It was just the worst experience. Uh, like, the story of this game, I think, is tolerable. Like, I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, I think it peaked. I, I really like the beginning of the game where they're on the bus and, like, you see, like, the VLR game that you're kind of, like, in the underwater amusement park. Like, I think it peaked early. Yes. But the story's, like, fine. It, it's serviceable. Like, I, I was happy with it. But the gameplay was just so tedious. Yes. Yes. I agree. And I feel like... I would rather just watch it as like an anime or anything <laughs> other than like actually play those portions of it. Well, yeah, I wonder, I wonder if there would be a way to do some kind of like autoplay feature, right? Cause as much as you, the player are like brought into the story at a certain point, it's, there's like, again, this like sort of obvious problem with that where you aren't actually doing what they say you're doing, which is like, namely, whenever someone dies, you like go back in time to right before it happened and you do it again so that they don't die. Um, but actually as the player, you're not really doing that. You're letting the game do that for you. Uh, in a way, the game is like forcing you to play over and over <laughs> until you get past the part where you're dying. Yeah. And so the person who's really in charge yeah. is the creator of the game, right? The developers and the programmers and all that good stuff. And so, again, I was like, okay, so really Nyoro's dad or someone else of that sort of stature, or like you, like you said, like this would be a computer program, a simulation made by Vanilla or whatever it is, like incorporate that into the story somehow. Um, make that be like Mike that Yuki personality fighting back against the other parts of, of the program, you know, or whatever. Um, because, you know, as the player, you're really not doing that much except yeah, getting pretty frustrated. So it is giving you emotions, um, but not necessarily the emotions that you might want uh, or that might be like the most yeah. uplifting sort of feelings uh, to go with their theme. Anyway, that, that was, yeah. The end, I, what I realized was that you could, you didn't have to button mash that bad though, right? If you stopped in the middle and you dodged and then came back, it didn't make you start over from zero again. Did you realize that on those consoles? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was just sort yeah, of like. No, no, no. I, I got that. But, it, but the whole game, I think in terms of like the gameplay, um, I, I, you know, and I go back to the other visual novels that we've played right. where I feel like, I don't know, it's hard to make this kind of like janky platforming slash special move ability like uh, integrated into either like the narrative or, yeah. or the, you know, the story um, in 999 VLR. You know, you're searching around the rooms and you find like hints in terms of kind of like overall what's going on. And you know, they'll talk about like, oh, here's like, oh, this is like a disease. Oh, wow. Like, oh, look, here's an article about the moon. <laughs> right. um, that kind of stuff. It, it's kind of like world building. And, and when I was playing this game, um, 
I forget where it is, but you go to like on the ice path, right? And you start like encountering like these weird yetis. That's right. And it's like, oh, they're throwing barrels at me. It's like Donkey Kong, right? Yeah. Um, and then I think one of them has like Super Saiyan hair. And it's like, oh, okay. So that's a reference to Dragon Ball Z. I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The gameplay is not fun. Yeah. No, there, uh, there isn't enough to justify how frustrating it is i think um yeah they're like the best things about those other games is yeah that aspect of being immersed in a world and feeling this kind of dread right and then this like release as you figure stuff out there's like this epiphany feeling like aha um and yes. you and and then like the going back and seeing different perspectives and seeing different uh kind of bits of backstory kind of fit together little by little like all of that is super cool this game gestures towards that right like there are sort of two paths um and a few places where they branch but then they come back together uh, but it's just really yeah. much less interesting <laughs> and there's none of that sort of philosophy and psychology uh not to the degree of of the nonary series at least um no, and I so like yeah. This is this is like gone. Well, what it what it has going for it though, I would say is the way that it gives you like a tour of Japan uh, at a certain point in history, right? So it's interesting from like a a historical standpoint and a cultural standpoint. Um, I could see that being sort of a way to get more into the game, right? If you like went and looked up more about each of these places and it's almost like they were encouraging you to do that the way they present uh, some of like the highlights of each little city and stuff like that. Um, but I, for one, like did not actually go and try to find out more about some of the different foods they're talking about or uh, the different like sightseeing stuff no so i don't know how they could have incentivized that better um yeah i don't know it's, it's uh yeah no it, it was yeah i mean i i think you're grasping at straws like <laughs> i appreciate the effort but like yeah I don't, I don't think that there's much there um yeah it is pretty superficial I wonder if, if, if well it, I guess maybe I should have looked more into kind of like Uchikoshi and then whoever else like, you know, helped create this game. Yeah. Like to see like, oh, is this kind of like their, I don't know, narrative on like their upbringing in this area and that kind of stuff. Um, I suspect so. But I mean, to me, they, 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 they specifically point out like the, the dates, right? That's a really important part of it. And so I don't know what was going on at that time uh, that this is this could be referring to exactly, um, but I suspect there's something there. Yeah, no, I think so too. I mean, it was what twenty five. Well, like, why would you set a game specifically in the mid nineties? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Is it? Is there? Was there anything in the game that necessitated it being? in the real world in like the mid nineties. I don't think so. No, um, 
I mean, they talk about not off the top of my head. They talk about earthquakes. You know, the one yep. other thing that we learn about is Genu learning uh, losing her sister, and it and it turns out that um, her sister was dating the baseball coach, right? And so she like holds this grudge. Um, yeah, the like the the power of these kind of random events, I guess. Uh, but in the course of the yeah. game, it's like explained that the earthquakes were actually caused by terrible weapons that unnamed countries were using, basically. Um, Dr. Evil. Yeah, right. So it's kind of silly also, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if there was Which, a big earthquake you know, around then, but. Well, I'm fine. I like fine earthquakes. That's great. But like, <laughs> I feel like I need more, right? Like, I, I don't think really like explained enough why the earthquakes were happening. Yeah, and they're doing it. Um, yeah, but I, to me, like, I, I think this. Yeah, this is like the elementary school or maybe like early middle school level of like the, the nonary games where it's like, okay, fine. We'll get you like kind of somewhat, you know, we'll get your feet wet. Um, here, here's kind of like this weird story about kind of like a post apocalyptic, it's even like apocalyptic. I don't even know. Sure. Um, it's world pseudo apocalyptic. Uh, I would say, you know, it's, yeah. it's you know, what, what happens in the end? Well, like I know they fight Mike and like all that happens and they have like the callback and like the beginning of the game is actually like the end of the game as well. Yes. Um, you circle back around and you, you know, you find the one room um, in the underwater aquarium and that's where you kind of go back to. Exactly. Uh, but what happens after you beat the game? Well, yeah, the... Hope. the the feeling is like we're gonna start a new um there's even like a weird reference to like how they're growing up and i think it's pochi talking to you the player again at that point you're like at the beach with them and um he says like we're not going to be kids forever uh but we're always going to remember you sort of thing uh we'll always like have this memory together um so yeah it does feel like this is very much like a one-off game there's, it's not really setting up for sequels, as far as I can tell. Uh, as much as it could, you know, have have done something more with the whoever's behind the the terrible earthquakes and the eruption of Mount Fuji, which like leads to the the bad ending. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So which, I don't know. You don't have a choice, then, right? No. Yeah. It seems like uh, the first time you play it, you have to choose the like it will not let you um have aniki release his power right uh right instead you jump back in um and Rachel and tatsun i guess it is uh fight on the train or whatever um so yeah it's only after you, you get like, to the end drive by uh-huh and everything's covered in like ash uh-huh yeah 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 and so okay. yeah there's like a I don't know. And that's another like point where there's a hint given to you that your uh, agency is not uh, 
real or something like that. You know, like you literally have a choice that you can only make it's one not of absolute. The, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's um weird and glitchy. Uh it, it reminded me a lot of uh the the Pony Island kind of thing. Uh so yeah. anyway, I was just looking at the Wikipedia article about Japan in the nineties. Um the things that are happening then are as far as economics go really bad uh so that might be part of what they're like talking about i guess um the stock bubble burst for them in 89 and the whole decade they call the 90s japan's lost decade um really so that probably had some major like ripples into society the fact that people we're really struggling economically, I guess. Um, but then again, you know, that same decade is when Japan's video games and anime Pokemon take off. Yeah, totally. And I'm not seeing anything about big earthquakes until the uh, Fukushima one in 2011, the whole nuclear disaster that followed on the uh, tsunami and earthquake in 2011. So, yeah, seems like they're... Yeah, adjusting this like alternate history quite quite a bit there. Um, well, there also seems to be quite a bit of, I guess, Stephen King references. That's true. Which, you know, it, it was supposed to be like the Losers Club, um, like you know, the the club and it. Uh, there's like a demonic clown who's following them around again, and kind of like it. And when they walk um, on the train tracks, it's Stand By Me. Yep. Isn't that Stephen King too? Yeah, the Stand right. By Me, like famous scene, they're yeah. walking on tracks. Yeah, that's the part that I picked up on. But yeah, now you point out the, the club right. and the clown. Oh, totally. That's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just kind of like this this Japanese interpretation of this kind of like coming of age story where, mm -hmm. you know, all of these all these kids are, are you know, I guess have these latent powers that they're just like kind of waiting to awaken. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was reading the Wikipedia today and it didn't dawn on me like that they were in the sixth grade. I was like, holy shit. That like, seems, yeah, very young, I guess. Young? Yeah, but again, uh, so yeah, the, the audience for this game seems to determine a lot of the choices they make. Uh, and so the one that you compared it to earlier was um, Ghost Trick, right? And that's yes. the game that you you suggested for me initially to like get into visual novels before playing the nonary games. Um, and I think I think you're probably right about that. That Ghost Trick is like a really good intro to this whole genre of games. Um, would you say World Ends Club is like another good one, or would you say don't start with this one because the gameplay is so bad. It would, you know, put people off of this forever. I think, uh, I think for a younger audience, it would resonate better. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think like when I was 13 or, you know, whatever middle school aged, would I have, 
been able to like comprehend what was going on in Ghost Trick? Uh, probably not. Um, yeah. To to me, I think this would be. I I, I think for middle school late elementary school kids this would be like a better introduction although like is it a, is it a visual novel like i don't know it's 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 so formulaic and it's so bite-sized that i think it's it, it's great and I think I've said this before for like an iPhone game where yeah. it's like, Oh, you have like 10 minutes. Okay. I'll listen to every, what everyone says at the campfire. And then I'll like proceed along. Um, I, I don't know. It, it, I keep on like vacillating whether I enjoyed this game or I didn't like in terms <laughs> of just like the, the experience of playing. Yeah. Cause like I, I hated the gameplay. Um, like, none of it, I, I don't know if you had the same issues that I did, but, like, there were a couple parts where I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize that, like, I could do that, or, oh, I didn't realize that that would kill me, or... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I had so many game over screens, and I was just like, this, this is awful. It's... And again, it didn't add anything to the story. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I distinctly... You know, I distinctly remember uh, some of the game overs were funny to me uh, that they were so like abrupt. Um, you know, I think my very first one was like getting tricked by Aniki like at the start of the game, and that was cool. I like that. But yeah. but then yeah, some of them are just like you know something that killed Mo Chan even when he's in his little Iron Ball mode, like just from touching something. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> what? Why? Yeah, no, it's it's. So, uh, I I think, you know what, no, I'm, I have to do it. I, I don't think this is a good visual novel um, for, for people of any age. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's the conclusion I, I would come to as well. I, I could not in good faith recommend this game, except for the diehard fan of Uchikoshi just wants to play everything that he's made, possibly, possibly then. Yeah, because to me, and I'm sure that there's like a ton of references that I missed, right? Like, I'm sure there's like other games and it's like, oh, wow, like that, that's clever. But I, I think at the end of the day, um, I'm glad that I picked it up. I'm glad that, uh, you know, I played through it, um, but I'm even more glad that uh, <laughs> I, Somnium Files, the, the sequel is coming out next year. Yes. Um, yes. Because that's something I'll, I'll actually like really look forward to. Well, yeah. And I think this is a case maybe of too many cooks in the kitchen on this game. Uh, since it was not just Uchikoshi, but also, and I kept trying to look up the other person's name. I think it's Ko Kodaru. I, uh, I, I think what probably happened was, and I have nothing to base this also off of, but it's like, you know, you get like this, like executive producer credit on the movie and it's like, Oh wow. Like, you know, Steven 
Spielberg, and it's like, oh wait, but he actually didn't do anything on the movie. He's just like kind of like a credit there. Uh-huh. And I also think that they tried to convert like a cell phone game into like a Switch game, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I have to imagine that the platforming sections were so basic and stupid because it wasn't intended to be on a console with like actual controllers <laughs> right right uh like it's just awful it is yeah it's it's um, astonishing to me that nintendo like allowed this game on their platform frankly uh like that's that's kind of the place i got tripped up was like why why would they let such a clearly like unfinished product be represented in their in their you know platform uh it didn't make sense to me um so yeah there must have been some wheeling and dealing going on there where they're like okay we'll just like have this name attached to this game it's sure to sell it doesn't matter that it's like terrible (laughs) from a from a gameplay standpoint yeah it worked right like i bought the uh whatever edition of it and uh now i have like stickers and a keychain i think that i'll never actually use sweet yeah Um, it's brilliant marketing uh yeah the the guy's name is everything is saved by the fact that nirvana or whatever the the sequel to um the somnian files is coming out yeah but look out i mean because the end of this game takes place in a place called heaven right and Heaven, Nirvana, they're pretty similar concepts in some ways. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's the place where, like, if I knew more about the culture and the history that this game is plugged into, I feel like you could maybe make some more headway with, um, you know, understanding why. Like, for example, the characters all pray at that Buddha statue about halfway through the game. Uh, and they each have like a different prayer, um, the kind of yeah. stuff. It's trying to be like Earthbound. It is. Paula. It totally is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the kind of stuff that they there's they seem to be going for. Like I I'm really excited about. Like I, I want to like this game, uh, and so I I kind of think it would make a good um, like pro and contra type of discussion um but we've already spent so many hours talking about it that maybe it didn't deserve in the first place uh that i think maybe we should also just move on to a new a new game for next time listen (laughs) i i played it that's all i can say about it um i'm not happy that i did but i i experienced it like if anyone's listening, you know, don't play this if, game. <laughs> if you want to harken back, kind to, kind of to, um, like Digimon or oh, yeah, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh and those kinds of like ham-fisted tropes of like friendship and you know unlocking your latent abilities through like some kind of necessity. Even like this is your your speed, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, it just, I don't know. It. I feel like there was, like, there was potential. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I still really know what they were going for at the end of the day. It seems almost like it's trying to satirize itself, um, especially right out of the gate, you know, and and they just didn't like quite go the whole way with it. At a certain point, they seem to like lose interest in the satire and it just becomes more sort of straightforward about, yeah, all of those sort of tried and, right. and tested. Just like, yeah. So I don't. Yeah, we're we're maybe not the right audience for this game. Is the best we could say for it, perhaps. Uh, I still want to read up on some of these places that they stop in. If I ever do go to Japan someday, it will be a way for me to have like a you know a framework for my itinerary there and and stuff that I want to see. Uh, yeah, but. That's yeah. the Osaka Tigers. Okay. Yeah, sure. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know where the Tigers <laughs> were. Yeah, Tigers. Oh, yeah. Like Kensai, oh, the Bengals, right? He Basically. Is. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. So did you did you end up looking up more about the, um, I don't know, like any secrets or Easter eggs or anything in this game? Uh, or you're There's just like, nothing, man. Nah, like, I, nah. I looked it up. I couldn't find anything. Um, yeah, so, so, I, I couldn't find anything. I didn't look that hard, um, but when I Googled it, nothing came up, so. Nah. I wonder. Which I think it's just another kind of, uh, strike against this game. Like, people clearly don't care. Yeah. It's, like, not worth the trouble, I guess. Uh, Yeah. I, I don't know. I, so you're still excited, though, about the sequel to I, Somnium. Um, yes. That is that coming out next yeah. year, or is it two oh, years out? I think it's a, it's a 2022 spring. Okay. I think. So next year. Yeah. Which will be great. Uh, if Ben ever comes back. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe he could play either of the games. Hold on. A sequel? What? No, I just want an announcement trailer. Hold on. I'm just going to try. Okay. Oh, dude. All right. Cool. Dude, I love the fact that she's playing, like, 999. Basically yeah. on a Switch-type console. Like yes. while on top of the ice factory, or like the you know whatever that place is. Right. Yeah, though, like so the warehouse. Yeah. Uh, do you think it will tie in a, somehow to the nonary games, or is uh, that yeah. just a a throwaway gag? Oh, it, with the nonary games, yeah. no, I don't think it'll tie into that. I think that's just kind of like a reference for anyone who didn't play the first game gotcha and it's like oh yeah this is from like the zero escape guys okay i get it um no listen that's uh, my life's boring this these are the things that excite me (laughs) uh so of the yeah of the games that ben suggested i have yet to buy any i've i didn't 
pull the trigger on any of these when they were all on sale. Uh, so I like missed the boat on this whole. I know he he suggested a bunch of good games though. So I do think we should play one of these CRPG games, uh, these Western RPGs. Um, okay. I don't know which one though. Sure. Uh, uh, the, yeah, we can figure that out if he ever comes back. So the the one that I'm kind of leaning towards is probably Deus Ex uh, because it is okay. kind of on the one hand I think it's older than most of the other ones here, maybe just by a little bit, um, but it also seems to kind of be a turning point for the uh, like the kinds of things that these games could do uh, at that point. So that's the one I might be I might be uh, most interested in here. Yeah, I mean listen, as long as it doesn't involve like robots and AI trying to take over the world <laughs> and like you know, that whole kind of like taking to an extreme, like humanity sucks or like whatever. Like I, I need to get away from these Japanese games. Yeah. No, um, yeah. I think that is the themes are just like so pervasive and like these Japanese games. And it's like, I get it. Okay. I watched iRobot. I watched, <laughs> you know, these other movies that have like similar themes. It's like, I get, I get it. Okay. Uh, the three laws of robotics, you know, there's loopholes and, and, you know, they're going to take over people. Ugh, yeah. We need something like more Western in here. Okay. Yeah. I think it will be a little more, uh, I don't know. Characters, um, will be less, uh, prone to spouting off about that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's a first person game also, which is kind of interesting. Uh, hmm. Okay. Listen, uh, I'm 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 always happy to like I, I like an excuse to uh, venture outside of my comfort zone. Nice. Like I, I won't do it myself, but if like someone tells me to, like I'll do it. Right um. On. So yeah, so that sounds awesome. Like yeah, whatever. This is a video game designed and created by Mel Croucher, a Japanese game published by Automata UK. Here, well, that's. That doesn't bode well. <laughs> Initial good. release? What? <laughs> Initial release date, 1984. Was this like a George Orwellian type game? Deus Ex? Uh, was it released in 1984? What? Yeah, that can't be right. That can't yeah. be right. Uh, must be a different game. Anyway, yeah, no. Like, listen, I, whatever game. Um, I'm happy to venture outside of our, like... Japanese bubble that we that we seem to have uh, resided in for the past what seven months. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. good. God. <laughs> yeah. This is awful. We I can... need to get you a Tony the Tiger shirt for your birthday. That's oh, coming up. I forget that. Um. <sighs> sounds good. Uh. Yeah. I'll I'll chase down Ben and. We will put our heads together and plan out a little bit. All right. 
how much time to take on that. Probably not seven months again. So, uh, but I make no promises. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Cool. All right. So, what what are your final thoughts on uh, the game that we were talking about? I forget what the World's End Club. <laughs> World Ends Club. World's End Club. Well, it seemed like you said it had a lot of potential. Uh, a lot of cool ideas are in there, and there are some fun moments, but the game is really marred by the controls and some of the choices they made about, you know, uh, letting them be in that state when they shipped the game. Uh, it probably could have benefited from just more work um, to to make it more playable, I guess. Um, yeah. Less of a less of a slog. Enjoyable yeah. to play. Like, it, there wasn't anything broken per se, but it's just like, it's so basic that it's actually awful. But, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, I guess, quick aside, uh, are you going to be buying, well, A, have you played Skyward Sword? Yes. For, uh, oh, okay. I played the original Did one. Did you beat it? I did, yeah. That is one that Steph and I played all the way through eventually. So, yeah. But there's a remake coming out, right? Yeah. Like the HD. And then, like, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to come out soon, too. Yeah. Or not soon, but it, it was announced. Eventually. Yeah. That's exciting. That's the one I'm more excited it for. It is. Uh, yeah. I, Skyward Sword kind of sucked, but... <laughs> Steph is scandalized. She she liked that one. She liked flying around. Like yeah, some of the mini games she was really really good at. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, let's uh, right. let's plan for next week. I will hopefully be able to get Ben on. And and I think we'll try to get him to just kind of give us a rundown, like an overview of this whole um, Western RPG, what it does different from JRPGs and, and all that good stuff as kind of a, an intro. All right, man. Sounds good. Cool. Well, thanks again, Steve. Have a good Thank rest you. of your night. All right, okay. man. I'll talk to you later. All right. See ya.